0: I'm Anna Marie Cox, and we've always been these people. I'm Daniel Dresner, and what do you
1: mean there's no book club?
0: Welcome to the <laughs> Space the Nation, where we talk about science fiction and other stuff we like. This is a special episode where we're going to be talking about Yellow Jackets. Dan, hi.
1: Hey, Anna, how are you?
0: So what's funny about Yellow Jackets and us is that I'm the one who told you about Yellow Jackets, and then you had to wait a month for me to finish watching it. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> it was killing me because like once I started watching, you know, I, I think I saw the first two episodes and after that I was like, okay, I got to, we got to ride this to the end. And actually the one thing I'm grateful for is you told me about this after everything had, dro- like uh, uh, everything but the last episode had dropped. So like I was able to binge it, which right. was good. Although right. I can imagine from week to week, this would be a very gripping show to, to get invested in.
0: Well, I watched it early on enough that I should have been able to sort of binge it, but I found it, and we're just going to start, we'll just start right away with the analysis, Dan. Yes. This show disturbed me more than almost any other television show I've ever watched.
1: Wow, that is saying something. On huh?
0: Well, yes, I've watched a lot of TV, Dan, um, <laughs> and I've watched a lot of disturbing TV, including, like, cops, so... <laughs> Which on some levels, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna have to take it back. Cops is way more disturbing. But that's just, you know, sort of in principle. Yeah. And because it's real. Cops is disturbing because it's real. And I guess that's why Yellow Jackets is disturbing, too. Dan, do you want to talk a little bit about, like, what the actual show is about? Just in case people listening. Right. For li- already... for listeners
1: who have not watched the show, and to be fair, if you don't have Showtime, I'm not sure. if I think you can now download the first season on Apple Plus or what have you. The the premise of the show is really interesting. It's about a girl soccer team from New Jersey in 1996 that qualifies for the national championship. One of the team's parents is filthy rich and commissions a private jet for them to fly to Seattle for the... These are the
0: titular yellow jackets. The titular
1: yellow jackets to go to that tournament. Surprisingly, things go awry. The plane crashes (laughs) in the Canadian Rockies and the team is stranded for 18 months. And then the show takes place in two time periods. The first is 1996, uh, both immediately before the crash and what happens in the Canadian Rockies. And then in the present day where we see at least some of the survivors, for lack of a better putting it, coping with the trauma of surviving and the implications of surviving and the mm-hmm. implications of what they have to do to survive.
0: Yeah, Would
1: that be a safe statement?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good summary. And... I think we should also lay out for people who haven't seen it that you know when we kind of talk about whether or not it's horror it's definitely horror in the yeah. sense that it's disturbing and it has a tension dramatic tension uh, I don't think it has very many jump scares at all I think there's a couple There's like a few that, but like th- th- not, there's not a couple. A ton. Yeah. But it's I think important to note and we may discuss this further during our very loosely lined-out episode, mm-hmm. that the degree to which there is supernatural involved is very unclear.
1: This is actually one of my favorite things about the show, which we will get to in yeah. a
0: little bit. Yeah. It, it is framed as though there's might be supernatural. A lot of the cues, like the genre cues,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are supernatural-y, mm-hmm. you know? But so far... There is nothing that has happened on the show that is inexplicable inexplicable.
1: Correct. Which we've is...
0: seen things that could be visions. That's like like the one thing that the, the, the there's unreliable narration. Yeah. And we've seen things but we don't know if everyone's seen them.
1: Right. And there's but and to be fair, even the sources of the unreliable narration are plausibly grounded in reality. So there's one character who's stranded in in the woods and goes off her meds and we don't know what the meds did mm-hmm. and we don't know what being off the meds does. There's another episode where there's some hallucinogenic mushroom shared. And again, that leads to some weird stuff. And there were other things that I thought were visions when we originally see them that turned out were not visions that had actually happened, which I thought was incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. So I was... I w- well,
0: we're not going to... Yeah. I mean, spoilers ahead, actually, Dan. What were yeah. the things that were... you thought were visions that weren't?
1: When Lottie... At one point is out in the woods and suddenly sees Tysa
0: Oh right. Uh, eating like dirt. Eating
1: dirt and like, you know, looking almost animal like. And I thought that has to be a dream. And then later we realized oh no, that wasn't a dream. And I, yeah. I that was plot wise, and again, one of the things I love about this show, the day of thought carefully about the plot because that was a genius like reversal, because I was legitimately surprised and yet it was a great move.
0: And also kind of believable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes,
1: yeah. You could think there would be a condition that would make someone, you know, sleepwalk and then God knows eat dirt or, you know, is it right. pica? Is that what it's called it's or something? Pica
0: yeah, pica. yeah, pica, pica, something like that. Yeah.
1: But that was entirely believable. Yeah.
0: And, and so we said that this first section is going to be overall thoughts. And I think yeah. if I am going to say overall thoughts, I did absolutely love it. I think part of my love for it is just that I'm a child of the 90s <laughs> and a little bit older, like a, like literally, I think. Two or three years older than they are. But that music, the, there's a Sassy Magazine in the very first episode. <laughs> there's a Dinosaur Jr. song, a Republica song, a Liz Fair there's song. Liz Fair and a, a B cut. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, d- deep,
1: deep, a, deep Liz Fair uh, cut. Yes, exactly. Deep,
0: deep Liz Fair cut. Yeah. And then, and the way they dress and the way they talk. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's like the real horror is how you know, we deal with each other. And I think <laughs> some critics have pointed this out, like this is very clearly a, a twist on Lord of the Flies, right? Yellow Jackets, yep. flies, right? Right? Insects surviving in the wild, like what we have to do. And Lord of the Flies is a wonderful book, a classic. I, I think I've read, read it a few times and loved it every time. In focusing on men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Ana?
0: It's actually less scary. <laughs> I mean, I think that. Go women, on. I think mm-hmm. that. And I mean, we could go into their critique of capitalism in this, but what I will say is that definitely for women, you know, of industrialized countries, Western, Northern, you know, countries, the principle of scarcity is pretty deeply, you know, imprinted on us. Um, the idea of scarcity of success, scarcity of power, Status. Um, anytime status like you know oh, there's only so much and i this is something that i've had to deal with you know it, <laughs> becoming a feminist did not cure me of being suspicious of other women right <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I, i'm sure this show helped you very much in that right
0: regard <laughs> and, and definitely like the professional world i think even more i mean it's interesting to me i wonder if we're going to get more of their professional lives because
1: hmm.
0: i mean that's when i re- that's that's when I started to see it. But it is looking back at high school, of course, it's there too, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing I realized that the reason why it resonated me with me so much is um, I'm going to tell a little bit about recovery, Dan. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Which is important because that's it's, actually one of the things that is discussed in the show.
0: Right, although this is actually, this is only tangentially related to, the, to that part of the show. Yeah. What I'm thinking about or what the show made me think about is that, you know, The last time I was in an environment that was all women or almost entirely women was when I was in rehab and then Mm -hmm. when I did sober living in a house full of women. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And since then, I've done volunteer work in all female rehabs and all female sober houses and done a lot of talking with people about it. And I am not just speaking from my experience. I've talked to counselors when a bunch of men get to get together and live together, like things can be bad, but for the most part, it's just a fucking frat party. <laughs> like they're just like, they're going to bro out some people. Even in outsiders. a recovery house, but yes. Even <laughs> in a recovery house. No, totally. Even in a recovery house, uh-huh. people are going to, they're, they're going to, some people be outsiders, some people be insiders, leaders, followers, whatever. And but there's always the sports part, to watch. <laughs> always sports to watch. It will be basically functional
1: mm-hmm. on
0: some level. And with women, it can be real good or real bad, basically. Hmm. And I've experienced both of those things. What I kept... Like, I've experienced, I mean, I've experienced, it can be, (laughs) like, when I mean real bad, too, I mean, like, fucking infighting and nasty, nasty tricks on each other mm -hmm. and just this level of... Antipathy and and toxicity. Yes, sorry, toxicity, that's the word I was looking for. That, again, I've never seen in a group of men like, I have to say,
1: I hate to say this, but like what this reminds me of is, is that there's that uh, what has become a famous exchange in Seinfeld where George and, and Jerry are talking about how they were bullied in high school, like someone would give them a wedgie or put them in a locker. And Elaine's mm-hmm. looking at them like they're weird or something. And, and Jerry would ask, Jerry asked her, well, wait, what do girls do to pick on each other? Or, or what do girls do in, in middle school? And she said, oh, we just pick on each other until someone develops an eating disorder.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Or dies. or suicide i mean no, sorry that's not i don't mean to be flippant actually like i mean i was being flippant but like it gets dark
1: (laughs) and it gets dark on yellow jackets i think and it gets dark on yellow jackets
0: and it's eating disorder you know depression don't know where to stop and i do think it's that idea of scarcity which of course yellow jacket throws into relief by being fucking survival movie right survival narrative and then the last thing I want to say, sort of overall, about why I loved it is Melanie Linsky. I mean, come oh, up. yes. Everyone, uh, but especially her. So everyone, but especially her. And the woman, the younger woman that plays her as a younger woman Sophie, Sophie Elise. Sophie Yeah. Both, I mean, everyone is amazing, mm-hmm. but those are the two characters and, and, and performances that make this show coalesce.
1: Yes, although I would add, like, there are others that I thought, you know, are, are standouts.
0: Well, I, again, yeah. there's no one that phones it in. No, like- <laughs> no, 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 no christina ritchie i mean oh jesus I, I also have to add that it's not i'm sure it's not stunt casting to have juliette lewis and christina ritchie in this <laughs> but it reminds me of having winona Ryder in stranger things like it is yeah, the 90s yes. it's the 90s callback yeah it's, it's the, the 90s, 90s callback. callback so like yeah. see, and christina ritchie's in she's such a dark character in a lot of the movies mm-hmm. this is such a delicious twist on those dark characters that she plays in other movies yeah too.
1: Although really, I mean, it is classic Wednesday Adams in some ways. Um, yes, but that's true. It's- but yeah, no, and and they're acting the hell out of it. The actress who plays Taisa also is Tawny Cypress, who plays older Thaisa. That was actually the biggest shock for me, I think, in the last episode, and uh, I, I, which I just loved. Are uh, we going to try not to
0: do any? Uh, no, no. We just, just spoil away. Spoil okay, we're going to spoil. It.
1: Well, no, no, no. Like I, I, I want to get to that when we talk about the things okay. we loved. Um, right. But yes, but Tawny said, like, all the acting is really good, and also the I think, and this has been commented on, the casting is spectacular because mm-hmm. essentially for four of the characters they had to ha- find younger actresses and then older actresses, and there are cases where if you look at the two of them, you know, they don't necessarily look alike, but the acting is incredibly good, and it's in you can see it's a singular it's a single character and so again that's the the casting in the show is is really outstanding in that sense
0: i want to add one more thing before you go into your overall thoughts which is yeah. that the tv show is mm, i think mostly about the violence that you know women do towards another <laughs> yeah. because it's a horror show <laughs> in real life yeah. and on the tv there are also some parts of it that that you know ring true to the friendships among women mm-hmm. and those are just as important and just as moving and just as deeply portrayed Mm -hmm. it does wind up being more on the dark side
1: though (laughs) oh yeah i mean let me put it this way there was the way i would put it is that there's that in the final episode of the first season there is you know juliette lewis is holding a gun and Mm -hmm. it looks like her character is going to commit suicide and I honestly wasn't sure how that was going to go. I mean, there was like mm-hmm. this little part of me thinking, like, they're not going to kill off Juliet Lewis. What the hell are we talking about? But, like, she acts the hell out of that scene. She is in an extremely dark place. It was well plotted so that you could believe that was where mm-hmm. she might go. And in the end, I think, had she not been interrupted, she would have. Mm-hmm. That was the the terrifying thing. So, yeah, this show goes to some incredibly dark places, not just in sort of standard horror tropes, but also in terms of emotions. And that's, uh, in some way th- th- really, that's one of my primary takeaways. The other primary takeaway, as I literally wrote, uh, teen girls, what the fuck, Anna? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I would say that we are less mysterious to each other, uh, <laughs> obviously, than we are mysterious to young men or yeah. older men. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why we are so terrifying to each other is we know each other. mm. But at the same time, I do. Maybe we, we can shift to themes here, yeah. If you yeah, want, because yeah. a big theme, I think, <laughs> I don't just think. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. Is body horror, mm-hmm. right? Menstruation, mm-hmm. pregnancy, yep. Sex. When you're an adolescent girl, girl, I know well, you cannibalism. Cannibalism. <laughs> well, but cannibalism is is like is the extreme version of all that other horror,
1: right? I right. But like also like is like biting herself. Apparently, it's, it's yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yeah. dirt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I I know, you know, adolescent boys have their feel like their bodies are rebelling against them. Fine. We have their illustrations of that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as having your bleeding once a month. Like it it just isn't. And and boobs and, you know, like having to figure all this shit out and all of that being super shameful in a way that men's bodies to each other. Like, there is a culture in the locker room of, like, dick jokes and, you know, wet dream jokes and, like, all of that. And you don't really (laughs) talk about that stuff as a girl, right? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe you need but you don't go around making tons of period jokes, you know? Like, it's still – it's more like Aunt Flo came to visit, right? Like (laughs) – (laughs)
1: <laughs> to be fair, then, that is roughly still the level of a teenage boy, but yeah, if that's fair, okay.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think and, and, and they don't get into masturbation really. Oh yeah, I guess actually the show uh, kicks off. Yeah, what are you talking about? That's that's, yeah. that's literally the first. Thing um, to see. yeah, I mean, but and that's definitely something young women like don't joke or talk about. Like, to the degree to huh. which, like, it, it's allowed kind of – again, you wouldn't acu- – I understand young men, like, don't go around, like, talking like, I just did this. But, like, it's just not part of the culture. I think – Yeah. and so I think there's this mystery about being a woman. You're a mystery to yourself, hmm. you know. And that is clearly one of the themes here, right, mm-hmm. is the mystery to ourselves. Thais is the best example. Oh, yeah. Like – because she does this sleepwalking that she and she doesn't know what she's capable of. Right. But that's the metaphor, but that's just the extreme example for everyone on that team. They don't know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what their bodies are capable of.
1: Well, and, the, and for us as the viewers, we partially don't know what they're capable of. The genius of this show in some ways is that the show is a lot like Lost, I think in some ways, is that it's very plot-heavy <laughs> and that they're parts that aren't being filled in and you know, Mm -hmm. I think they're supposed to they're going to be filled in. And I I will give credit to the showrunners because I think I'm reasonably confident that they know what they're doing. And so we're not gonna like, you know, be disappointed in terms of finding out. But I think where we are in terms of now just having watched one season is that one I think one of the scary things is that we don't entirely know what they wound up doing. But Mm -hmm. it could have been really, really bad.
0: And I, I think I'll go back to the, the in the truly, you don't know what you're capable of. Yeah. And you don't know what your body is capable of. And mm-hmm. in the, what this show does, does brilliantly is puts everyone in position to have everything heightened. It's true that you don't know what your body is capable of as an adolescent. Again, boys as and girls, I think that girls are a little more mysterious to themselves. And you don't know what you're capable of under us, right? Um yeah. Do you want to go with, go with this? I have a, I have many themes to talk about, but i t- toss it over to you if you have one.
1: So, let me put it this way. There is IR in this show, uh, <laughs> that's the show. And that's the way I would answer this. And the the theme that I was struck by was what are the sources of power and prestige? Because mm. the thing I, I truly liked about this show was that it, in the pilot, it establishes very clearly what the sort of social hierarchy is. On the team and in the high school before they go on this trip, and so right. the, the team captain is Jackie. She's played by I think El Purnell. She's the pretty girl. She's the popular girl. She's also good at being the captain, um, in the sense of maintaining social order and like making sure that whatever factions on the team don't tear at each other's throats mm-hmm. out. And what is fascinating to me was how like once they're in the woods, she increasingly becomes useless. And, you know, to the point where it's commented on and to the point where she loses her status and doesn't know what to do and winds up lashing out in a whole variety of ways that leads to her death, literally. Mm -hmm. And you also see that to a lesser degree, I think, in the sort of power dynamic between Ben, who is the the one surviving coach, although he's been his one leg has been partially amputated, um, but when Laura Lee decides that she's going to get on the Cessna and fly away and Laura Lee is literally the goody goody girl like in the right. you know this you know she's been uh, the most devoutly religious she takes care of Lottie but she wants to help the team and it's an understandable like and Ben says this is a bad idea and I think Laura Lee he literally says, I'm says I'm
0: the only grown up here
1: yeah it says I'm the only grown up here and Laura Lee says what the fuck can you do about it or something to that yeah. effect and in fact she cursed that was the thing that was striking about that I think it might have been the only time she cursed in the entire mm-hmm. show
0: oh for sure
1: yeah yeah and so just watching jackie's rise and fall watching nat's sort of weird at a low station to begin with her rise in the woods she actually thrives out there in some ways and then fall when you know she's back don't get me started on misty and then yeah
0: yeah we're gonna have to talk about misty maybe at some point right no we will because
1: but and then you know in the present shauna's Shauna's I'm not entirely sure how grounded this was, but nonetheless, Shauna's mutually assured destruction speech to her daughter.
0: Oh, that there is IR. Yes, that that
1: was that was IR, yes, which was (laughs) which was, oh, you're really gonna tell your father that I'm having an affair? Fine. Here's how that will play out. And I have to admit, she was accurate in that description. And so totally totally believable and actually gets her her daughter to clam up. It was Utterly terrifying as as a crude example of realpolitik.
0: Just a couple more things. A couple yep. that here are kind of intertwined to me, which is faith versus lack of faith versus supernatural, mm-hmm. because the show really plays with all of those things, right? Yep. Like. A question that I think about a lot as a horror fan, um, I think I've talked about this a little bit on the show, is that I believed in ghosts long before I believed in the Holy Ghost, right? Like, I <laughs> I was a horror fan when I was a child, um, mm-hmm. long before I believed in God. And to say I believed in ghosts is maybe a little strong, but I've had room in my imagination for that, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas it took me a while to develop room in my imagination for the idea of a higher power. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, yeah, I guess you know, you know, sure, horoscopes and astrology, and <laughs> I don't know, lucky charms. But geez, God, that seems hard to believe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are that way, yeah, actually, yeah, Dan. Yeah, fair enough. Like, and I think you know, this show tries to look at well, what is God? It, you know, like, <laughs> is God a superstition or not? And I think, well, it doesn't put it that blind. No, I would I just you, think, yeah. But looking at Laura Lee, the way that her she she calls on her faith, and then Lottie kind of does this thing that's both uh, a little bit Christian, a little bit folk religion, I think people would say. Shamanistic right? almost. Shamanistic, right. Yeah. And then also sort of what we talked about towards the top, which is that and are all the things that are unexplained necessarily supernatural? Right. Right. So this was one um, of the things
1: I loved about the show was that I really do think – and and this was set up very clearly, particularly I think towards the end, like the second or the last episode, between Van and and Ty, where Van has clearly decided, okay, I think this, some of the supernatural stuff is clearly real, whereas Ty, you know, is not necessarily well, going with that. It, well, well, no, hmm. maybe well, <laughs> in the woods she isn't. We don't know now. At
0: that uh, point in the woods, yes,
1: exactly. She um, isn't. But what I did like about the way the show walks of, as you say, a very fine line. If you believe in the supernatural, you can absolutely believe that that's everything that you're seeing. But if you don't, and I happen to be Team Tie at the moment, but like I, I, I'm open to possibilities. But like, I, again, I was struck by everything they did was explainable in the natural world. The idea that like, like, and I, the, the one exception is like, do you know the?
0: You want to hear about the, the theory behind the bear?
1: Oh, yeah, okay, go ahead, let me hear it. Because if you're going to say that's one exception... No, I no, that wasn't was the, the exception. The exception was Lottie to some extent, you know, like, oh. having the premonition stuff, but, like, that, even that is, is perfectly uh, plausible.
0: Yeah, no, and also premonitions, like, when she says that trip, there's yeah. a river of blood, right. what they saw was, like, a creek kind of rusty color, Yeah, exactly, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I was going to say is the thing that they don't explicitly explain away is the bear that walks into the camp and just right. kind of agrees to have Lottie kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Right? right? Just kind of like bows his head and like, stab me, please. I want to mm-hmm. be your food. Mm-hmm. The theory I read on the fan boards. Oh, <laughs> is let me know. Yeah. He ate Javi. That bear ate Javi, and Javi was high on mushrooms. And so the bear is high on mushrooms.
1: Oh, wow. That's good, but that seems way too. I, I think that's but, a little too convoluted. I don't. Well, I, don't I like it. it. I, I mean, because I, I do I think because
0: yeah. I do think otherwise the bear is kind of hard to explain. <laughs> like bears do not, especially as you know, I'm, I get. I think. Well, I guess that'd be fall. I guess they would be fat and happy. No, my
1: theory was that the bear was hungry and like well also weak from. Well, hunger. if
0: bears hungry, they're going to fucking attack. Maybe and Maybe. also women's periods attract bears. Anyway, I don't think I don't think the bear just agreeing to be killed is actually very easily explained, except I give it in that, unless like, I mean, maybe someone, a <laughs> natural scientist on the sh- listening to the show, maybe toward, as they get fat and happy when it gets to be almost winter, maybe they are like slow. I was going to say, I don't I,
1: know, I, I will lo- want to hear from our listeners whether or not. circa october would be totally willing to like yeah sure you know yeah stick that
0: dagger in my brain and i'm fine with it yeah what i was gonna say about another interesting sort of that is it supernatural is it god is it shamanism is Mm -hmm. when laura lee's bear goes up in flames
1: oh man okay that was the one time i actually thought the show was cruel
0: well, it's also does her bear go up in flames for no reason? Like, uh, is there like is it does the plane start to die and then her flame her bear goes up in flames? I mean, this sounds like I'm being nitpicky, but in a way, like it's an interesting ambiguity, right?
1: Yeah, although like, I always I interpret it the latter way, but yes, like I but like that was something where I was like, oh,
0: like did man. the did something cause the plane to go down beyond the know? fact that
1: it was an old as fuck plane? Yeah.
0: Yeah, spoiler alert for what the section I have listed is, super, is survival boners. Check the plane. Check the plane's <laughs> wiring. Check the whether or not the gas gauge. What I was waiting for is for her to tap the gas gauge.
1: Oh, <laughs> that would have been good. And, like, it turns out the gas gauge was incorrect. Yeah. I, ah, <laughs> I like that. That's actually pretty good. Because um,
0: I've had gas gauges. It's something that old. A gas gauge does stick, oh, you yeah, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think gasoline evaporates, right? So if it's been in the woods for however many whatever maybe not but anyway sort of dovetailing with this supernatural versus scientific versus shamanism whatever is the mental illness piece right Mm -hmm. and you've already mentioned that with lottie and i will will say kind of a, a hated it moment i i have to um admit is as someone who takes psychiatric meds there is a scene where she pours out what she has left of her meds which is a little bit of a cliche right there Mm -hmm. and also they're about the size of a human thumb (laughs) <laughs> like, they're, like, they're enormous pills. Ana, it was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, I guess you really need to communicate that these are pills are important to her, huh?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, like, visually, that is how you would do it. Like, if you're like, oh, those aren't little pills. Those are the big fucking pills. Those so are yeah. the
0: big pills. Yeah. They really must be important. Yeah. I, and I guess maybe all of this dovetails together, right? Because another thing I was thinking of is, um, you know, adolescence is a time of horror. Mm-hmm. In extremes, like adolescence is a time when we also literally feel things in e- extreme ways. Mm-hmm. You know, our brains are still not learning to – haven't completely modulated their emotional register, hmm. right? And so things are often – I mean, that's why teenagers – one of the reasons they seek thrills, you know? No. Yeah. Anything else in our our themes section for you, Dan?
1: I would say that the big one is – the que- I mean, the fundamental question this show is asking at times – is are we are who we are, mm. or do the circumstances and events changes? Because like, I, and and I think we see this. The interesting contrast here is I think between Shauna and Nat, because Nat in, in the school is a burnout. In the woods, really does seem to come into her own, and then when we see her in twenty twenty one, is kind of a burnout or struggling with addiction issues. It would be safe to say, whereas Shauna. Like and this is the, the the conversation. Shauna and her husband is it Jeff? Yep. Yeah, Shauna and Jeff. You learn in the pilot were Jeff was dating Jackie. They were having completely unsatisfactory sex, but then, you know, or uh, they were not having. They were sex, not having sex. And yes, and he were.
0: was having apparently very satisfactory sex with Shauna, right behind exactly. Jackie's back. Yes. yes.
1: Uh, and and the point was this was happening even before she left, and when they're trying to clean up some mess in twenty twenty one. Jeff says, uh, you know, which is unusual because it was a trenchant comment made by a guy in this show. <laughs> we are who we are. That, like, We were always these people. And so Shauna doesn't. He says
0: that uh, very clearly. He says that in the context of her uh, telling him she's committed murder.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And, and um. so it's not just like, oh, we've always been cheats.
1: Yes. We've always been worse than that. Which does raise the question of what Jeff has been doing rather than checking inventory, but that we'll get to that. All right, Anna, what did you love about this show?
0: Well, I want to add one more thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. The, the, this, this, the idea we've always been these people comes up a number of times. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting parallel comment from Jackie, I think in the same episode where she says, or no, it's in the final episode, which I don't think is the same episode, where she tells Shauna, that's what we've been this whole time. Hmm. And I think in some ways... <laughs> it is disturbing to think those things, right? Yeah. Right?
1: But I and think I think the show is then, ambiguous on this point though. Maybe Shauna is always who she has been, but I'm not sure some of the other characters have. For example.
0: Yeah. Um I don't you're right, the show is a bit ambiguous about it. I would say if anything it does lean towards we've always been this way.
1: I would agree with that on the whole. Like yeah, I mean and a lot that, of
0: That we, what the woods reveals is who we really are. Right. Right. Which is not to say that everyone gets better or everyone gets worse, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's everyone becomes, I think, more clearly the person that they are. I think we can say that about Misty, for instance.
1: Oh, God, yes. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Who's always been creepy and always been a control freak, always been helpful. Yeah. All of those things. It's a nice combination. Yeah. Creepy control freak, helpful, <laughs> and she's just that and more. I I, I do want to know if they ever find out if she smashed the flight tracker. They can't have.
1: They can't have done. I mean, yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they, they they'll would, find would out never speak to, because they would like. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll find out in twenty twenty one, but there's no way she they, would have admitted that in the woods.
0: She wouldn't have made it out of the woods. <laughs> yes, exactly. that's what I think yeah. actually. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's move on to Loved and hate. Um, okay. I will put my first thing is love to hate, hate to love, which are the sex scenes. (laughs) They are really, except for the ones that are really, really good between Shauna and Adam. (laughs) Like all of the adolescent sex scenes are really painfully accurate, at least from my
1: memory. Nope, nope, hold on. I'm, oh I'm wait, wait, wait! There's objection. the perfect first time. There's the, the perfect, perfect first time. First time. Sorry. I literally, right, as as right, my wife and I were right, watching right. that, we both said, "That is such bullshit." There is
0: no I, way. Wait, I was disappointed. I was so disappointed because the because the, the other times that might have been first, yeah, are much more accurate. Yes, between Travis and Nat, that right. that's when I was like, I could barely watch because I was like, oh, you know, like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, Oh, I feel so much for both of you. Oh. And to be fair, like.
1: Even I, I will say this: like the Shauna Jeff scene in the car, that also seemed pretty. Like that was hot. You know, they were
0: hot, but not unrealistically hot. I right. Exactly.
1: That's my point. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, and, and the stuff with Adam's a little, like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I always thought Adam was too good to be true. I don't think it's. And I one of the things that maybe this I'll put this in the hated it category. I feel that the show tried to have it both ways with Melly Linsky's character being. Not uh, conventionally straight-sized, as we say in the fat-positive world. In that, I think it's supposed to be suspicious that Adam finds her so hot. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that. No, I don't like she's it. Hot. I, I, she's hot. I think she's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah.
1: as someone who has loved Melanie Linsky since Shattered Glass, I refuse to accept the idea that Melanie Linsky is not hot. So we're just not going to yeah. have this conversation.
0: So, and I, do you know what I mean? I yeah, I, I understand I both what you mean. ways. Like, yeah, and it's a, both. She is hot, and they. She reads as hot, and she's. And Jeff finds her sexy, and that's not a question. But right. then Adam's supposed to be suspicious because he d- he's so good looking. I don't know.
1: I think it was that he was younger it, it, for some reason, but which also like I, my favorite fan theory. By the way, I don't know if you saw this one. Oh, is Javi? Was that? No, 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 no. Wasn't that he was Javi? Oh. It's even more out there. This was a little earlier, I think. In the in the, I didn't even read it. I read about it. Apparently, there were some fan theories that. Adam was actually Jackie, who had had transsexual surgery. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
0: I I saw some some. It's actually one of the girls who had surgery theories. Oh, I I didn't say. I I didn't say the the hobby theory actually. The hobby theory Um, didn't
1: make any sense. Just to me, because, like, you're telling me that she wouldn't recognize Javi? I, mean, I, I
0: thought could... they could go, yeah, but, I mean, at some point, see, the thing is, the show's not perfect in terms of believability, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like most sh- shows like this, it depends on sort of how much you love it, where, where you're right. giving, willing to give it ground. Yeah, you that's know. Yeah. And since I love the show, I would really be willing to go with it mm-hmm. if it said that was Javi. I am unsatisfied by him just being Adam Martin. We'll get that. We'll, we'll talk about what, what we need from next season. Okay. So, fair enough. I love hated the sex scenes yeah. in that they were accurate, but also really hard to watch. Yes. I did love Adam being so into Milly and Linsky when I kind of let myself forget about the suspicious part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I loved every scene between Shauna and Ty.
1: <laughs> you mean uh, both, both like in the past and in the present.
0: Well, I guess mostly as adults, but in the past is pretty good too. But yeah. I think their friendship as um adults is pretty awesome. Like <laughs> they just have a great vibe together, don't they? Right? I mean like Yeah.
1: I think I like in- I think I liked it better as teens, mostly because we see how it gets forged and that they're both sleeping that's in the true. attic. And that's true. you know, and that's where like Shauna can finally like tell Ty you know, that she's pregnant among other things.
0: Yeah. And I no, was, you're right. The, the, no, yeah. I, I just, but there was something about the vibe when they're like in the, when when Ty sleeps over and they're telling secrets. Oh, that
1: was, yes, you're right. I forgot about that. That was, no, you're right. That was a great scene. I really did like that.
0: I uh, mean, it builds on the other, the past. Yeah, yeah, it was such yeah. a lovely, it, to see two adult women doing that, which does happen. Yeah. It was just very sweet. So some more things that you loved or hated, Dan.
1: So I, again, there are a few plot points that I wasn't crazy about but mostly I love the plotting in this show in the sense of they 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 took some decisions that I thought were really great having Ben the coach be gay was a genius move in the sense of it eliminated the thing I was most worried about in terms of where the show was going which is if you had one you know uh, adult, male. adult male in that environment I just didn't want to know where they were going to go with that and by making him gay which was I, I have to admit I was legit surprised by that um, but also made sense and I thought you know they handled that extremely well and also by the way just I like the character of Ben he's like you know he's great he is great because it, we'll get to the things I hate but like he's actually the only interesting male character as far as I'm concerned so
0: unfortunately I think you're right yeah Jeff and Travis No. And Adam. <laughs>
1: no. No. Are all viewed. Well, we'll get to this in lens. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But.
0: Are all viewed through the lenses of the women in the yes. show, which, yes. you know, turn about fair play. Yeah. Right. Shrug shoulders. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but ben, Ben's hey,
0: character. This show right. passes the Bechdel test like in <laughs> oh, spades. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If no, you flipped
0: the Bechtel test and asked, do any men in this show have a conversation that's not about women?
1: <laughs> I think it actually fails that test.
0: I think it does, too. I
1: think it, oh, wait, the two brothers, like Travis and his, and his younger brother. Oh, they brother, have a conversation Bobby, they, about their dad. They have a conversation about their dad, so it does pass. Right, yeah, okay, right, right, right. right but for go. the
0: most part, I think it rever- it fails it's, the reverse Bechdel test. I think, I think you're
1: right, yes. <laughs> and again, what the show actually did very well was I kept having questions and they kept answering them. In the sense of, like, I kept thinking, okay, yeah, they're trapped in the Canadian Rockies, but, like, they're not going to try to find civilization? That seemed weird to me. And then... They dealt with that, which was, you know, again, like it, it, it means I trust the show more.
0: Wait, which part do you did, you did the fact that the compass start work stopped working? No,
1: no, not the, or... fact, like, the fact that like they go on the expo- like the tie leads a group to try to find. Oh, and then they get in trouble. And they get in trouble or that Laura Lee tries to fly the plane and that yeah, doesn't work. You I,
0: know. I, so this is in my survival bonus section, not to be confused with Ben's survival. Bonus. <laughs> yes. Not checking the pang. Not hiking around the lake. Okay, your compass is broken. Fine. You could at least go around the
1: lake, yes. Go
0: around the lake. It looks like a really huge lake. Right. So, (laughs) and then I think you do more than one expedition. I really do. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's, see, that's why I said, I thought that breaking the, the compass being... Here is a super is it supernatural or not question. Mm. Is the, the compass is the compass broken? Right again, it, it works
1: well. Ambiguously, it, it, the, the ambiguity right. is fine, it, and it's actually something I like about the show. Oh, okay. So, character. So I loved what happens to Lottie, Lottie in the sense of I really like the relationship between Lottie and and is it Laura Lee? I think, and like I, it was really nice non-judgmental treatment of religion on a television show, which just doesn't always and happen. And mental illness. Yeah, and mental illness. And so that was extremely well handled. So I did not expect Lottie to be the one who winds up being the shaman, as it were. And so that was a, a great plot twist for as far as uh, I was concerned.
0: Questions to be answered in season two. Okay, yeah. Does she remain the antler queen? That I'm not be, sure. I mean, maybe because they do have the reveal that she might be a cult leader. Right, we but don't know,
1: though. It's ambiguous. It's yeah. not
0: the exact same antler set. The antler set she puts on I don't think is the same antler set that we see in the pilot.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: But um. on the in the case that she might be is there is a scene where she's standing in the uh, cabin giving some one of her, like, here there be dragons yeah, yeah. sort of monologues, and she's standing in front of a set of antlers. And
1: yeah, I saw was, that. Like, yeah, that was, and that was yeah. well done. Two other little things I, I loved hated little touches like in the pilot when you're seeing them actually play the soccer game that soccer field was shitty which was entirely in keeping with girls soccer at the in the mid nineties like that was that was a great little subtle Title Nine point that they never said out loud but like I remember thinking my god that's a crap field and I was like yeah that would totally make sense and finally Anna and I can't stress this enough van. I love Van, Anna. I don't care that she would not love me back in that way. But, like, she's just, like, the most awesome character. And I'm really concerned about the the arc she's going to take from here on in. But, like, she was so good as a healthy character and, and how she and Ty wind up, you know, becoming a couple. And I did, like, there weren't many sort of fan service moments. But I did think when, like, the two of them come out... You know, literally to the team. I thought it was a nice little moment. Um, I
0: did too. I actually, it, I just get get a little bit of chills thinking about it. I thought it was very sweet, and it was a very
1: and, '90s moment. I would add also. Yes, uh, yes, um, yes. In, in the sense of you know that that would happen roughly about then. And again, I think Liv Houston is the actress who plays Van, and and um, I really liked her in other stuff. Santa, she was in Santa Clarita Diet, I think, and and so it's been good to see her sinking her teeth into this role.
0: What's great about that character is that she. The character has all this charisma, obviously, right. that the actress brings to it. But it's, I would say, I did play some soccer myself. It is somewhat unusual for a goalie to have that much charisma. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> goalie's kind of the drummers of a soccer team, you know. Mm-hmm. But she does. And it's important. It's important that she has that level of charisma. She, she does her own kind of, sort of, I feel like she is, like one of the not recognized leaders of the team. Right. Kind of. But she's one of like the silent
1: she's, leaders. Yeah. She, she's, so she's a
0: silent leader. She's like a steadying force. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right? That would be the way to put it.
0: And like a goalie, I would say, actually, go. and yeah. like a drummer mm-hmm. also. <laughs> um, and so when she does decide that there's something to this whatever shamanistic thing that they're going to wind up cooking up there, it's a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that that she would do that, I'm trying to think of other little loved hated things. Like um, music, music, music. Man. Oh, I was about. But, I have I just, music as
1: well. The music in this show is fantastic, including, by the way, the the theme song, which is was written, I think, in in the present day, but is clearly
0: written for the show. Written
1: yeah. for the show and evoking a '90s vibe, and it does so very well. In fact, I think I need to download it at some point. But yeah,
0: yeah, the, the soundtrack is, yeah, it's the best soundtrack of the year already yes. no, nothing will beat it right
1: all um, right what did you hate on
0: the only one last thing to say that i hated which is that drug addicts aren't supposed to drink either it's important yeah
1: it's important. that's an important point Anna. i was actually I, I think i literally asked you at one point when we were watching the show about this because like i was like i don't think that's right i think i learned about that from anna so you know
0: yeah yeah and I guess that just says, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, there, there's an AA meeting in the show that's fairly accurate. It was actually a narcotics what, anonymous a, me- right, we had an N a meeting. Right, an meeting. Yeah, yeah. They're all basically the same. <laughs> like, and it, it seemed fairly accurate to me. There was a, ni- a nice grace note t- to that meeting and her um, talk with her sponsor that I don't know if anyone else would have picked up on. But it's her sponsor who works at a bank takes like six cookies with her after the meeting yes i saw that (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's a very like in a thing to do Uh like (laughs) okay (laughs) well it's a little bit like you never know if you're if you're once how do i put this if you have a mentality of like i don't want to know when i'm going to eat next like (laughs) might as well take some with me yeah because who knows where the next meal is coming from and sometimes you know when you're using that's kind of how you have to. that's entirely fair Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the meaning itself, and I think they even talk about step work just for for a half second. But the fact that she just openly drinks in front of people who know that she's an addict, I was like, I mean, maybe it's possible because, Dan, people have to ask. <laughs> it's possible that everyone around her is just like, well, she just she just like snorts Coke. So I guess a glass of wine or whiskey or whatever, maybe that's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Yeah. Not fine. Fair enough. Just to be clear, not fine. Yeah. Anything
1: else? Yeah, I got a few. Um, okay. So as I said, the men in this show are pretty, <laughs> pretty shallow. They're objectified a fair amount. It is, it is an inversion. There is no denying it. You know, I think out.
0: I believe intentional inversion. I'm assuming, yeah.
1: I, which is fine, but like, and maybe for season one, I'll be okay with this. But like, there's going to be a point where I'm going to want to see, like, how do I put this? I want to see a heterosexual male character actually have some depth. I, you know, I, I know that seems maybe petty of me because this is an amazing cast by and large, but right. and and particularly, I want Jeff to have some depth because Jeff actually does have some. The best line in the entire show, yes, hands down, is Jeff saying to Shauna, "What do you mean? There's no book club?" And you know, it's a hysterical line because it plays him for an idiot. And I, what I actually did like was there was an earlier episode where you see Jeff stick up for Shauna um, yeah. to Jackie's parents. When, and Jackie in, in what is easily the world's most uncomfortable brunch. And I like that. As someone who's been married for as long as they have, that was a real moment. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was good.
0: I love that too. And it it is when we start to wonder if Shauna's vision of him is quite as right. uh, clear As she seems to think it is. Yeah. I I will say that's something I loved was the fact that we, as an inversion of usual gender relationships and gender stereotypes, we're given a woman Mm -hmm. whose opinion of her husband is (laughs) really shallow.
1: That's fair. And and that's, yeah, that's fine.
0: And who only sees what, what she wants to see. Yeah. I wasn't the
1: campaign
0: threat, you know. Yeah, plot in yeah, yeah. next day results. What the fuck? Also, like, that is man.
1: that that whole campaign <laughs> plot line just made no sense to me and was just horribly. The only part I liked about it was the final reveal, which really did shock me. In which it turns out, you know, at the same time that you discover that Taisa, who has run literally the most inept campaign possible and like doesn't seem to be spending any t- actual time campaigning nonetheless pulls out a surprise victory and you learn that at the same time that that her partner or her wife has learned that someone has sacrificed the dog you know and committed <laughs> some sort of sacrifice to get a payoff and at that moment he then cuts back to Taisa who gives this big smile and i was creeped out like you would not believe on it. That was yeah, that was what dark
0: magics. What dark magics do New Jersey politicians exactly. practice?
1: Exactly. So that that so I did. The payoff for that was really good, but everything else in that plot line was just absurd. Same yeah. with the plot line, by the way. The the sort of misery parallel of Misty keeping the fixer in the basement. Which the moment she did that, I'm like, yeah, this is not going to end well. And okay, yeah,
0: you were right. Although we can't say that's whether or not that's realistic because neither of us have personally ever kept someone in the basement.
1: Yes, Anna. that's correct. Right,
0: right. right. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> um, what I was going to say about the campaign is, that I was, one of the first notes I had about it actually was like, no one would do a negative ad campaign accusing someone of cannibalism. Right. Like... That was like, the. that's your, you know, that's your attack ad is, is an intimation that she's a cannibal. I mean, I guess, is that something people said about the Yellow Jackets? That's I what think that was on?
1: something they were playing. Yeah, that's what they were playing on. I mean, I think, okay. and I will say the show was. It's is still
0: like- really weird. Yeah. It's still a really weird thing to do in a campaign. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my God. The other thing is she calls him.
1: Yeah, that was to bullshit. To tell him to just take the ad bullshit. off. And I'm
0: like, no one does that. No, no. Not even no. at like state Senate level. You don't right. call your competitor. No, that like made that
1: made no sense. It was not. It was not good. Um,
0: as far as you know, the misery plot. Yeah. I loved the chemistry between those two characters, though. Like <laughs> that is true. So, like that that made it, it made it somewhat redeeming for
1: me. But the problem is, I kept watching those scenes, thinking, "How does this end?" And there's only one way it could logically. It
0: ended end. the way that I thought it was going to end. Yeah. So the only thing that makes that misery plotline have any kind of emotional realism is that Jessica is, I mean, she does sh- think she's pretty hot shit. So, hmm. and she underestimates Misty, which Misty That's tells true. her not to, right? Yeah. So I kind of can believe that she thinks that she's pulled one over on Misty, right? Mm-hmm. And just we know, knowing Misty better than she does. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Didn't pull one over on Misty. Nope.
1: Don't ever nope. try to pull anyone over anything over on Misty.
0: And never take anything from Misty. Just never eat or drink anything that Misty has touched. Basically, like yeah. <laughs> just
1: I, I will say this: I the thing I did like about that day, No Man, was that to be fair, Misty did tell her, "Don't do yeah. this. It's a filthy habit." Like she gave her, she gave her the out, and like I kept wondering.
0: I'm sure that's how Misty sleeps at night. Yeah. I do wonder what Misty's body count is. <laughs> I, I right yeah <laughs> Fair. overall mm-hmm. okay i think we're finally ready to move on yes. to our questions for the next season our thoughts about the way they wrap things up mm-hmm. uh i'll start with something that you and i talked to, to each other about uh before we taped which is that i was disappointed to find out that jeff was the blackmailer <laughs> like it almost like i'd seen that come up in fan forums right and i was like number one Again, this is because we see him through Shauna's eyes, so maybe he's just not as dumb as she thinks he is, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I almost was like, that seems really elaborate and hard for him like yes. to do. I, I, I don't see him as putting that much effort into things. <laughs> well, also,
1: he's not that bright. I mean, he, remember, part yeah, of the reason he's, he's doing bright, this yeah. is because he's losing – he's going bankrupt, to be fair. so
0: And he took out a loan from loan sharks.
1: And he still can't believe there's a he, – he he bought the idea that there was a book club on Halloween – that was, the, yeah. that was also, like, the affair part of it was fine. That was okay. But, like, it was the most ineptly covered up affair that I've ever seen in my life. You know, that I've that. I, I yeah, that have,
0: and yeah. so, and the other thing that was a little, that, that didn't quite square, right, is that it does seem like we're supposed to believe that all of his suspicious activity just goes back to the blackmail. Right. You and I just got, there's still a lot of time. There's a lot of suspicious
1: activity there, Anna. Like, he's he's been going to, you know, why do you have to do it? Maybe, okay, Anna, here's one way to think about it. We can reconcile this. As you say, he's not the brightest bulb in the shed. Maybe he had to spend all of those nights literally thinking how he was possibly going to be able to do this. It took him that long. Or maybe
0: inventory really is that hard for him. Maybe. Like, maybe really, it just really just... That inventory accounting, Ana, There is have super been global hard. supply chain
1: issues. I, you know, there maybe have that, been. Th- maybe that's partly what's going on. I don't. Remember.
0: It just seemed like and also almost too like ballsy for him. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. To, to to do it that way. So I don't know if that's just tied off or mm-hmm. not. Um, because also I still have questions about Adam. Not because he loved you know Shauna. She's hot and you should love her. <laughs> but it is hard to be twenty something person in two thousand twenty and not be on the internet.
1: Well, so this is – yeah, this was, again, a, like a, a small piece of continuity that I wasn't entirely sure. Like the way I interpreted that was that he Googled her – she Googled him with the co- – what he lied about was the college.
0: No, 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 no. They, there's a scene of Googling him.
1: Right, and she doesn't – he doesn't pop up in the college. Oh, you're saying he just doesn't pop up, period.
0: No, because his, his daughter, she, she doesn't know he went to Pratt. The, what happens is oh, she shows okay. her mom – I googled him, and none of the images are of him.
1: Yeah, that means that there's got to be something else going on. And, and to be honest, there has to be something else going on, because otherwise you have to basically live with the fact that Shauna killed an innocent person and which, m- like murdered an innocent person. Like, like,
0: We've always been these people. Yeah, Maybe. You, we didn't even really cover this in our themes, which is that this is all about how, how unresolved trauma will continue to metastasize. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, re- the way she kills him is she's in a semi-flashback.
1: That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I, I can like, believe, The editing in that was actually quite lovely, I would, I would say. You know, I can worldwide.
0: believe that she killed a, quote-unquote, innocent person, as innocent as any of us are, hmm. right? But I have trouble believing that you can be on the internet, Not you can be 20-something in 2020— And have and no presence have on your, the
1: internet, yeah. That's, have
0: no, not have your picture on the internet. Right. No,
1: that's fair. That's, that's an entirely right? fair point. Yeah.
0: And then also the hotel thing, like he shows up at the hotel when she's trying to like check out Jeff yeah,
1: that was awfully convenient.
0: feels pretty convenient I think and, i and
1: I agree with you. I think you know if, if season two needs to resolve these things because I think they're they're particularly bad in terms and of plot so the,
0: anything else i mean there's the, the one big hint we're given at the end is that there's a cult of some kind, mm-hmm. probably that has to do with, I'm sure someone has a catchy name for whatever that figure is that they see carved everywhere. Oh, the but, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And the thing that was in the cabin before they even get there.
0: Right, right, right. So that's one thing. And then there's Lottie cleaning out Travis' bank account. Or so Lottie's. Called, I'm okay with that. Although, or someone calling themselves Lottie. So how do I put this? One of the issues I had with that
1: whole plot line was, was there that much money in
0: Travis's bank account? Travis didn't seem
1: like he had a ton of money. So, like, why were, you know, remember, it was Lottie's parents that pay for that flight. And I kind of assume that if Lottie's alive, then she's presumably inherited that money. Did they really need to close, I mean, did they really need to go after Travis's bank account? That didn't
0: seem to make any sense to me. Oh, I never thought it was about, like, the amount of money there was in it.
1: Then what was it about?
0: I I thought it was about just, like, closing loophole. Like, like Maybe, I guess, um, yeah. If, if, I don't know, covering up a transaction. Well, then
1: that then that would also be worthwhile. In other words, what was being covered up? That that I think yeah. is the, the safe thing. The things I want to know. So, as I said, the biggest shock in the the finale for me was the the discovery that the dog got sacrificed. I was very sad and disturbed it's by very, that. Biscuit, uh, yeah, biscuit. So here's my question: R A P biscuit. There are three possibilities, and I want to know which one it is. The first one is is that conscious Taisa did it. You know, and that she has now embraced the supernatural and that's how she won. The second is... is that Or that's how she thinks she That's won. how she thinks she won. The second is sleepwalking Thaisa did it. You know, her alter ego, which is possible. The third, my personal favorite, Van's alive, Anna, and it was Van who did it.
0: Oh, you don't think Sammy did it?
1: <laughs> Wait, which one's... Oh, you mean the kid? Oh, yeah. no, it didn't... No. I felt bad about... It. So, so Sammy freaked me out. You know, there's that one. No, t-
0: you said you were. You said you were very scared of Sammy. I was very I scared of Sammy. Sammy
1: when he says Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Except it turns out again, this was like a a, a thing like Lottie, where it turns out <laughs> Sammy had seen like Sammy wasn't making stuff the up. The lady
0: in the tree. The lady yeah. in the tree was
1: Taisa. So, you know, I I hadn't thought about Sammy. That's another possibility, which would be really. Cr- oh God, but yeah. In other words, is it, it? My hunch is that it's not Thaisa. My hunch is that it's someone else who did that.
0: I have a thing that is probably not going to be addressed, but I'm curious about, which is the fix, not the fixer that, that Thaisa meets with, but the but the, the female George Soros that she meets with. The,
1: the, oh, <laughs> the, which was also, that, I will say, I like that scene. Like, I didn't like I anything else in that scene, but that, that was scene. a great goddamn scene.
0: Loved that scene. Yeah. And and that is also probably the only part of the campaign storyline that rung true, right? Yeah. Which is sucking up to donors. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: That donor. Ooh creep the shit out of me right <laughs> like she doesn't seem like she and when she like starts like asking Thaisa about like what it really happened mm-hmm. it seems much darker than just like someone trying to be like nosy do you know what i mean well it's i mean this is
1: how do i put this
0: it's it's like freighted with a lot more weight than just it's about
1: power it's that yeah. if you want my money i need to get something from this and the thing i want to get is your secret. Look, as someone who's a university professor, I've occasionally had to deal with asking people for money. And fortunately, no one's ever asked me that. But like, there is that, you will see that element of it. So there is capitalism in this show also, clearly. There
0: is capitalism in this show. Oh, and then obviously. And and because there's capitalism, mm -hmm. there's a critique of capitalism. Yes.
1: (laughs) I do want to know what, I mean, basically the, and then I want to know the obvious questions. I want to know, does Ben live? I really hope Ben lives, but even though everyone seems to assume that he's, dies at the you know at some point which i have to say
0: i mean everybody watching assumes because it's not clear it's not that no the show is not made
1: no the show is not indicated that but like you have to think that like is he going to be able to survive either the first winter or the second winter for that matter so it'll be interesting and then of course the obvious question is what happened to shauna's baby
0: yes apparently melanie linsky said that she doesn't know Hmm. that the scripts you know they they that was not revealed to them at least in this first season and, yeah, I hope we see a, a grown-up van, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, I hope so, too.
0: I am very happy with the woodland plastic surgery seems to have gone very well, <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> like. That was a great moment, by the
1: way. We did, I remember thinking, like, they're burning her? Wait, they have a check for her pulse? Because she looks like she's alive. And, like, that, she you know, they do that. And yeah. she, the fir- the only thing she's able to say is, fire? Really? And that, that, was, yeah. that was a good one.
0: It's, it's a totally lovely scene. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, she does really luck out with the— with how well they're able to sew her back yeah, together yeah. there was a big fan theory that we we're going to meet a bunch of surviving yellow jackets at the reunion
1: which did not happen because
0: did not happen yeah. and also the reunion doesn't give us any clues about did anyone um, else survive any, yeah. anyone else surviving the one thing that was funny to me that's disappointing to me is that when they flash the picture of jackie i swear to god she looks 35 in that picture like, I thought, oh, Jackie Glid. Oh, oh. But no, it's just a 90s dress. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like.
1: This, this is a niggling continuity point. The thing that it did annoy me was that that one yellow jacket who stayed behind is at the reunion, which didn't make any sense because she was a freshman in the show.
0: And, oh, that's right. Like, And, it... and her broad New, Jer- New Jersey yeah, accent. Yeah,
1: I wasn't crazy about that.
0: I was I was kind of like she turned into like an SNL character. In my head, like, she <laughs> married
1: someone in their class, and that's why she was at the reunion. so that's that's you see
0: that's how good a show is when you're willing yes. to do the work. You're for doing the, show. To do the
1: work for the show exactly.
0: I don't think I have anything else except that I'm super glad it got renewed, and I have read a few things about what they have planned, and one of them is is that they. I don't know if this was a critics who said this or a critic kind of interpreting one of the interviews, that it's something of a anti-Lost approach in mm-hmm. that they're not going to keep building the puzzle box. Okay. Do you know what I That's mean? That's good. Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. Lost yeah. did, which I I liked Lost, but mm-hmm. by the last couple seasons, I was tired of adding more mysteries. Right. You know? They're just like, going to deal
1: with them. My- in some ways, this show is good because, yes, the mystery is is propelling it forward, but the other thing is, is that what it's really about is the trauma that comes from all of this, and how does that affect you? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Which, by the way, I guess maybe we should – you've made me think of something, which is this idea about the show being about how unhealed trauma continues to metastasize, and where does that match up with the question of we've always been these people?
1: Hmm. And I think the answer is is that for some of them – it's interesting. I think for some of them, it does reveal, like, the, the, the experience reveals to themselves who they are. So I think Misty certainly is an example of that. And I think, weirdly, maybe Shauna as well. But there are clearly characters that are trying to compartmentalize. I mean, Tysa's obviously trying to compartmentalize. And the fact that she can't is, might be the, the signal that, in fact, the show, as you say, leans towards we are who we are.
0: I want to add about Thaisa because you mentioned that you think Thaisa in the flashback doesn't buy the shamanist bullshit. Yeah. I think maybe by the end of the second winter she does. Oh, no, that's
1: entirely possible. But I'm saying in what okay. we've seen so far. Oh, oh,
0: wait. No, no, no. Wait. Actually, I meant to say not only that, I think she might be more invested in it than she gives out because there. she does have that scene with her mom, her grandma. Yeah, where she sees the man with no eyes, right? Which
1: was creepy as fuck, and like that was a, one yeah. of the
0: only jumps. That's one of the only jump yeah, scares, yeah. but it's a really good one. Yeah, and I think that she struggles with that, and that's one of the reasons why she has kind of the negative reaction she does to Van. Right? Is no, that, that makes she totally sense. She doesn't want to believe it. Yeah, but some part of her is drawn you know,
1: toward it. Yeah, yeah. No, and there's and there's no denying the fact that like she escapes the the wolf attack, with, you know, because sleepwalking Tysa took the totem that Lottie gave them. So.
0: Well, she, she escaped the wolf attack because she climbed a tree in her sleep. And had that totem. Did yeah. taking the totem yes. do any good or not? Right, and we, we don't, don't know. really we don't know. know. <laughs>
1: the, the only thing I would add is that I, I think as I understood it, I've, I've seen a couple sort of, you know, videos of Melanie Linsky talking about the show, and apparently she didn't want to do it initially just because she was busy, you know, and overworked and so forth. And when they, you know, pitched it to her, she loved the pilot, but she actually, like, quizzed the showrunners, where are you going with this? Like, because she didn't want to get trapped in a... A show with a bad you know where they were just making it up as they went along and she's been told enough so that she she bought it and like they she said that they've sketched out five seasons of this apparently so we will see how that goes
0: i guess they're gonna have to add a few more puzzle boxes yeah but yeah i didn't i, I think that to trust your audience to be engaged enough with the central mystery mm-hmm. right you don't have to keep adding the tailies like on lost oh, right you yeah. don't have to keep adding like all these other features yeah. the fucking hatch i don't know like at some point i wanted to know what was happening on lost but also i was like come on like <laughs> <laughs> I hear as an avid mystery reader yeah. right at some point like yeah. you have to the clues have to mean something yes
1: that's fair like, And you have to
0: start to understand what they mean
1: yeah and i do think i mean let me put this way i've i saw enough in this first season so that i have confidence that they're not going to bollocks this up, but we will see
0: Right, so we'll be dropping this special episode after our Independence Day episode Before our Stargate episode, <laughs> and then after Stargate is uh, the day, day after tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. And Very timely for you, Dan, if you choose to watch it in the next few days or so
1: Oh, right, <laughs> yes
0: Yes. In the midst of your bomb cyclone. Yes,
1: listeners, we are recording this during the middle of the bomb cyclone. So, uh,
0: I get. I just love that term. I just want to say it all the time. It's a good term. Cyclone. Yeah. 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 And we have a new website which will be up by the time that this goes live. It is (laughs) (laughs) thenation.space. Dan approved it. Everyone. Dan approved. Dan approved that idea. So. Anna
1: devised the idea, so Anna came up with the idea. All right, yeah. <laughs> don't so it's, don't it's, pin this on me.
0: <laughs> it's the nation dot space, <laughs> and it is a. Uh, there's not a lot to it. It'll be a place where you can get links to the Patreon, also get direct links to the episode, a little bit of behind the scene goodies, and eventually, Dan. Dan, you've seen the merch. Stuff. I've seen some You've of the merch the stuff. Merch? I want
1: to buy some. I, I, we need to procure the merch stuff. I like some of that merch stuff.
0: We were going to be selling merch. There we would be go. selling yeah. like, uh, much cleverer merch than simply our logo, although the logos. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anything to add before we take off, Dan?
1: Keep this channel open for more